I want to talk to you this morning about, about your identity. And you know, our, our, our identity is constantly coming under attack. There's, there's a lot of things that, that are attacking our identity today. Individually, you know, as a church, And as a nation, the identity of the church is setting here this morning. Whatever you identify with is where the identity of the church is. And whatever the identity of the church is, is the identity of the nation. In Galatians chapter 2, and I want to read this out of the the Passion Bible, so I'm going to get out my telephone here. Galatians 2.20 says, My old identity has been crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. Church, this should be our identity. Our identity is in Jesus. Amen? And he's made it easy. He says, you take my faith and use my faith to, to establish and, and to solidify your, your identity. And, and your identity is, is my identity, is what, he's, is what he's saying here. You know, so often we, we look at everything other than than God for our identity and we're looking in all the wrong places you can't look at ABC CBS NBC CNN Fox Google Facebook you know none of these are reliable sources for our identity in Christ. You know, that, that doesn't take a rocket science to figure that out. Too many times we, we allow the lies of social media and the news outlets to determine who we are. We allow our circumstances, sometimes our family name, our financial situation or, or status, the car that we drive, the house that we live in, how many acres we farm or how many cattle we have, how many championship rings we have on our fingers or how many medals we have hanging around our neck to determine identity, our identity. You know, and the list goes on and on and on 
and on and on and on. You know, I can remember oh, it, back in grade school, and, that, and that's been a while ago, uh, you know, some, some of us are, are identified by, by our name. You know, my name's Worth. And, and, you know, the logical thing back then was, hey, Worthless. You know, and I really didn't think too much about it at, you know, going up through, through grade school and junior high. You know, until I got into high school, and, you know, thinking, you know, I, I wasn't thinking that way then, but looking back at, at it now, you know, and I don't not ask anybody to feel sorry for me. Don't feel sorry for me, okay? But, you know, I was, I was very insecure, had a low uh, self-esteem, you know, was, was extremely shy. You couldn't held a gun to my head and got me to stand up in front of two people and speak, let alone, you know, 200 people or, you know, and, uh, and do what I'm doing. You know, here a few months ago, um, old, my old football coach, um, Larry Krull, and he lived up to his name, uh, got in contact with me uh, through, through Facebook, and, and he said, you know, hey, man, what, what are you doing? And, and we had some conversations, you know, back and forth, and, uh, you know, kind of told him what I had done for a few years and, and, and what I was currently doing, and uh, there was silence for, for a long time. You know, and, and I know that he couldn't hardly believe that, that the Jim Worth now was the Jim Worth back, you know, 50 years ago. Because he knew that guy, and he knew, you know, how inadequate or, uh, you know, he, he just couldn't see me doing that. But I've changed identities. I've changed identities. In look in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse verse seventeen, it says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new, cre- a new creation has come. The old has gone, and the new is here." There's some of you out there today that are struggling with, with your identity and, and your past is haunting you. Your past is haunting you. You, you know who you used to be and, and, that, and, that, and your past and you're still identifying with that old man. But it says here in, in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that that old man has been crucified with Christ and you're not that old man or that old woman, lady, not old woman, (laughs) old lady anymore, okay? But you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. So how do we get from, from an identity that is 
contrary to what the Word of God says to the identity that we ought to have of who Jesus says we are. Romans 12, 2 says this, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, it says this, So I tell you this and insist on it, in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. So what is the first thing we need to do to establish our identity? Is to change our thinking. You know, you've, you've heard, heard this before, you need to change your stinking thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. It's so important to have your identity established on who God says you are and not what the social media and, and the world says that you are. You know, in, in, in Barton County, and, and I'll say this, and, and this may not be true everywhere, but, but I, think, I think it is in Barton County. We, we don't have too many residents in, in this area of a different color. You know, we don't have too many brown folk, too, much, too many black folk. I wish we, to be honest with you, I wish we had more, more ethnic diversity here. You know, I really do. But I think in the last, over the last several years, there, there's been a, um, a, a force or a group of people with an agenda that is telling us that, that we are prejudiced. And I believe we've heard that for so long that we've, that we've come to believe it. And I'm not saying this is true everywhere, but I think it's true in, in, the, in, where, in this area. I, I, I don't think that the, the, the prejudice, you know, I, I think we've been taught to be prejudiced because we have identified with, with the wrong thing. We haven't identified with the Word of God. Amen? You know, the only difference between a white person and a black person is a black person was just made out of different colored dirt. Okay? We, we were all created out of the dust of the earth, and they're just created out of a different colored dirt than we are. 
Amen. Amen. Verse 20 in Ephesians chapter 4 says, That, however, is not the way of life that you have learned. When you heard about Christ and were taught in, in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. Here's how we change our identity. We put off that old man, which is being corrupted by its dece deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and in true holiness. The way we change our identity, church, is to find out what the Word of God says about us. It's to find out what the Word of God says about us. And, you know, we, we can't, you know, we, we can't do that by by putting all this other junk in. We just cannot do it. You know, maybe, maybe you guys are stronger than I am. You probably are. But, but I can't listen to all this other stuff that we've mentioned here earlier and, and retain the, the right identity. I just can't do it. You've got to identify with what the Word of God says about you. And then when you get the right identity, the church will have the right identity, and the nation will have the right identity. Amen? Here a couple, couple evenings ago, um, yeah, actually, actually it was... Uh, early in the morning. You know, I, I generally don't dream at night. You know, if I have a dream, it's some crazy dream, and, you know, I wake up, and I knew I had a dream, but I, I can't remember what it is, and so I just go on. But this, this one here, I, I specifically remember. And, and it was a dream about the church And the things that were going on in the church and around the church. There were signs and wonders and miracles and 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 deliverances and 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 the church was on fire. And they were people coming up and down Jay Highway out here from the north and from the south. And they didn't have any intentions of stopping here. They were just curious. They wanted to see where, where all these things were taking place. You know, where the blind eyes were being opened and the lame were walking and the ones that needed new shoulders or new knees and new hips were, were receiving healing. And, you know, cancers were falling off. You know, they, they just wanted to come by and, and see where all that was happening at. But when they got to the driveway out here, they couldn't pass. They couldn't go on. They had to turn in. And, and some of them when they turned in at that point whatever they needed the need was met. 
There were others that that parked their cars and, and came into the church. And when they came into the church, the church was full. And and they were the the people that were here were praising and singing and worshiping God, giving God the glory and magnifying his name. They would come to the altars. And I didn't see anybody ministering to them. You know, all I remember is just the the praise and the worship and the and the and the glorious music that was being sang. And when they got to the altars, they were instantaneously healed. That should be the identity of the church. Amen. And and the only way that the church's identity will get there is if the people have that identity on the in, in themselves because you are the church. Amen. You are the church. Mark chapter 16 says go into all the world and preach the gospel. You know, those that believe will be saved and those that won't will be damned and these signs shall follow them that believe. And it talks about laying on of hands, you know, ministering Jesus to everyone that comes in. Even the dead are raised. And that's the church that God is looking for. Amen. You know, a lot of people, you know, in, in the last few weeks, well, I'm glad Pastor Kent had the message last week because I told him, you know, it's hard to, to, to minister when you're mad. You know, if, if, if you're mad, you're dangerous as a Christian because you'll say stuff that shouldn't be said and uh, things that you just need to work through between you and God. You know, and I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, the, the rapture's getting close and, and the second coming of God is getting close, and, and it may be. You know, I have no clue. You know, only God knows when, when that is. You know, personally, you know, I, I think it would be really sad if if Jesus came back tomorrow because think of how many people would miss would miss heaven. But whenever he does come back, you know, I, I don't think God is coming back to, to rescue the church. He's not coming back to rescue the church. He's coming back after a glorious church. One without spot and blemish. Amen. And when we leave this place, Satan's going to Sigh a sigh of relief. You know, for too long, you know, the church has not wanted to be confrontational. Almost to the point of of being passive. We haven't wanted to fight. 
but, but now the fight has been brought to the church. And we have an opportunity to establish our identity. We have an opportunity to establish who we are. And we can lay down and be passive or we can stand up and take a stand. But we've got to decide who we are. We have to decide what our identity is. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you were when you made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You know, church, this is what faith looks like. Faith starts in our mouth. It starts with what God says about us. In Second Chronicles, and everybody's familiar with this verse of Scripture, Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open to, and my ears will be attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. Here God is talking to Solomon and he's talking about the, the physical on earth temple. But the temple today is in the hearts of men. It is in the hearts of his people. And when his people humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, change their identity, change their identity, and and get in agreement with what the Word of God says about them, who they are, what they have in Christ Jesus it says that his eyes will be opened and his ear, ears will be attentive. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Our faith starts with what God is saying about us. Our identity stays in agreement with who God says we are. We stay in faith. James chapter 1, let's see here, James 1, 6. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. In other words, we're going to start with what God says about us. And we're going to stay stable in this walk of faith by not wavering 
and and losing our identity because of something else that we hear from another source that does not line up with what the Word of God says. Faith starts with what the Word of God says about us. It stays in agreement with what the Word says. And our faith finishes the good fight of faith. Our faith finishes. We start in faith, we stay in faith, and we finish in faith. Amen? That, that's, that's what faith looks like. And as a nation, we have an opportunity to see faith work. I'm telling you, we have an opportunity to see faith work. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, it says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only me, but to all who have longed for his appearing. You know, our identity has not been stolen, but it's been given. Amen. You know, we've heard over the last two weeks, we've heard a lot of things being stolen. But your identity in Christ Jesus has been given to you. And it's up to you to see that it doesn't get stolen. Amen. God doesn't intend for us to take sides. Okay? God doesn't intend for us to take sides, but to take over. Hallelujah. He hadn't told us to take sides, but he's told us to take over. And the change begins... In our prayer closet. But it's time for the church to come out of our prayer closet and into the street with the truth and the love of God. Our spiritual identity is in Christ Jesus. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Did you hear, did you hear what it said? Let, let me read that again. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Let me read that to you again. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What's that verse of Scripture there saying to us this morning? Number one, we're going to have to know what the Word of God says about our situation. 
Amen? And then we're, we're going to have to protect our minds and our thoughts against anything that would say anything different than what the Word of God says. We take captive every thought that, that comes that, that's different than what the, the Word of God says. We cast those thoughts down in Jesus' name. Amen? So my, my challenge to you here this morning is, number one, we need to pray. We need to know what the Word of God says about our identity. We need to know what the Word of God says about our identity. We need to stick to it and not waver. You know, we read that, the, you know, that a man that wavers, you know, is not going to receive anything from God. And number three, far too many as of, of us have been victims of our thoughts because what we're allowing in from the outside that's, that's different than what the Word of God says. You know, I'm, you know, I'm telling you here this morning, church, that you don't need to know anything other than what's in here. Absolutely nothing. Zero. You know, and, and you know, I, I know how tempting it is to watch all that other stuff you know, to get on Facebook and look at that stuff and, and, it, and it makes you mad because you know that it's not right. Well, just quit looking at it and get glad because instead of doing that, you're, you're reading the Word of God. You know, get, get, get your, uh, your app on your, on your iPad or your cell phone and listen to the Word of God. Listen to what it has to say and, and not what the world has to say. Because this, this is what we identify with. Not, you know, not CNN, not NBC, not Fox, not Google, not Facebook. You know, none of that other stuff is where your identity is at. It's in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You know, the Word says that we're more than overcomers and conquerors in this world. Hallelujah. You know, I can remember, you know, back you know, when, when David was and the armies of Israel were, were facing Goliath. David used his faith. And his faith said something. He said, this uncircumcised Philistine, he doesn't have a covenant with the living God we do said how dare he defile the armies of the living God his faith had something to say and then his faith did something he went out and picked up five smooth stones put one of them in his sling you know threw it hit Goliath in the head 
cold cocked and just dead in a hammer. His faith said something. His faith did something. His faith received. Amen. His faith received. He went out and he cut Goliath's head off. You know, a young teenager carrying, you know, Goliath's head, you know, could have weighed 50 pounds, you know, who knows. You know, carried it around, paraded it around so everybody could see it. You know, took his arm, took Goliath's armor, put it in his tent. And then he went and told everybody. Your faith proclaims the goodness of God. It says something. It does something. It receives. And then it proclaims. Church, that's what we need to do here. We're, we're, we're looking at, at situations in our country and in our lives and in our church. And this, this is a picture of faith. This is how faith works. But God needs, you know, God needs us to do our part. You know, God needs us to do our part. You know, he promised the children of Israel the promised land. But that, that generation that came out of Egypt didn't get the promised land because they didn't do their part. We need to do our part. We have to do our part. We have to do our part. There may be some of you out there this morning that that don't know how to have their identity in Christ Jesus. Everyone that's born again here, raise your hand. Keep, keep it up. Everybody look around, see who's got their hand raised. If you don't have your hand raised this morning, grab a hold of somebody that does and, and, and come to the altar. Because we can show you and lead you to a new identity your new identification in Christ Jesus. Amen. Love to pray with you this morning. Amen. Love to pray with you this morning if your identity is not in Christ Jesus. Is there anyone out there that, that couldn't raise their hand? You know, I know sometimes it's kind of intimidating to come up in front of, of everyone, but, but, but gra- grab that person next to you or, or a row over. Grab their hand and, and say, will you come with me? Would you do that?